You are listening to Shaping a Better Maritime World podcast by Bureau Veritas. Each month, we discuss marine and offshore market trends with key stakeholders to help you navigate the energy transition and shape a better maritime world for the future generation. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. Welcome back to the Shaping a Better Maritime World podcast. At this point, we've all heard and discussed decarbonisation and ways to achieve it. Well-to-wake emissions, however, is an emerging but vital topic if we are to ensure that net environmental benefits are going to be captured. I'm your host, Nick Brown, and today we'll be discussing the what, why and hows of greenhouse gases and well-to-wake emissions with Laurent Courageelon, our Environment Technologies Director based in Paris, and Charlotte Rogard, Global Head of Very Fuel BV's global marine fuel testing business, and she's based in Copenhagen. Hello to both of you, and thank you very much for joining us today. Hi, Nick. Pleasure to meet you. Hello, Nick. Thanks for having us. Great to hear you both. It's really good to have you here today. So if we start with Charlotte, Charlotte, can you tell us a bit about Verifuel and and what you do, what your role is? Verifuel is a uh, marine fuel service provider, which means that we protect the interests of the ship operators. We cover the commercial, technical, safety, and statutory aspects. We have a global presence, and our main service lines are bunker quantity surveys and fuel quality testing. Okay, that's great. That's a really critical role. And and I know both of you have been working quite a lot on well-to-wake emissions recently. Can you explain uh, very briefly the concept of well-to-wake emissions? Yeah, very briefly. Well-to-wake emissions, also known as emissions life cycle assessment, covers emissions from every stage of the fuel life cycle, from its uh, production, delivery, until it is used to produce energy on board a vessel. Exactly. The process consists of two parts, the well-to-tank and tank-to-wake. The well-to-tank includes the step before it reaches the ship, while tank-to-wake considers the emissions generated from consuming a fuel once it's already in the ship's tank. That's fantastic. So that's very clear. It seems pretty evident but the well-to-wake was not a primary focus for the industry until now. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, the shipping industry has been focused on tank-to-wake emissions for a while, as can be seen from the IMA regulations such as EEDI, EEXI, CII, as well as the regulations on SOX and NOX. But it's too limiting to only look at the tank-to-wake emissions, as you do not get the total climate impact if you only focus on the ship. All industries have to do their part, including shipping, but it's not sufficient to only focus on the ship emissions. You need to consider the total environmental footprint of the fuels, including the sources, the production and supply chain, if you want to decarbonize. Yes, agreed. And LNG is a good example of this. The marine engine manufacturers and shipyards are working hard, reducing the unburnt methane from engines, called the engine methane slip. But it is not enough to only consider the methane slip on board a ship. The LNG producers and supply chain have to work on solutions to prevent methane fugitive emissions from the production, storage, and distribution processes. Yeah, that's great. And that difference between the fugitive methane and methane slip is really important, isn't it? And I think there's been a lot of confusion around that from people perhaps outside the industry. So do we think regulations from bodies such as the IMO and EU could be a part of the catalyst for this change? What existing or, or new regulations do we need to be aware of? 
Well, it's no secret that the topic has gained traction with regulatory bodies, and there have been debates on whether IMO should consider well-to-wake as a basis for emissions. At short term with CII, however, IMO is also looking more and more into how to include that life cycle's perspective. Yeah, IMO is working on fuel life cycle assessment and sooner or later will consider the well-to-wake as an alternative. We can already see the progress within the European countries. For example, the EU Commission has proposed the Fit for 55 package, which adapts a well-to-wake approach through its fuel EU maritime component. Good. So we've got legislation coming. How do you think the new fuels will compare in terms of their well-to-wake emissions performance? Yeah, the carbon-free fuels produced using uh, renewable energy like ammonia or hydrogen may be on top of the list towards uh, zero emissions, while methane or methanol may be carbon-neutral at best, and fossil fuels emissions may only be mitigated by, by carbon captured on board. The shipping industry uh, considers a wide range of strategies to decarbonize, and the future will be based on many different solutions. There will not be a dominant fuel in the future, but irrespective of which fuel they choose, the energy used for production must be renewable. If legislation does not address this point, you risk introducing a fuel which has a worse carbon footprint than the existing fuels. Yes, that's critical, isn't it? And this need to make sure we're delivering net environmental benefits rather than sort of robbing from one area to pay another. How do you think, you know, given that we need to try and reduce emissions as fast as possible, how do you think we can help clients choose the best options for them and speed us towards a net zero future? The best option depends on various factors. It could be the ship and its route, just to mention some. There are many open questions related to engine and ship design, supply infrastructure, prices, It's a massive task for the industry, and it by far exceeds the challenge of IMO 2020. Still, the industry embraces the challenges, and the best way assisting that industry is to enable transparency. No one can manage the task alone. It requires collaboration, transparency, knowledge sharing. It's a strength of a very fuel team that we understand all the challenges related to bunkers fuels, their storage, handling, and how to safely consume. We are already well prepared to assist our clients with recommendations for those new fuels that are already in the market, and we will continuously work with our clients as experience develops around new fuels. Yes, and as a classification society, we can help by, of course, sharing our knowledge uh, with regards to the coming regulations. We are offering classification rules, services and tools developed in line with the technology innovations introduced by uh, the marine stakeholders to achieve the decarbonization challenge. Charlotte, Laurent, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us. And I'm sure everyone's really enjoyed listening and have learned a lot about well-to-wake emissions. It's impossible to talk about decarbonizing shipping without addressing the sector's ties to the production of energy and its consumption. So it's time to play an active role in creating a well-to-wake vision of sustainability. So we hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast. You can learn more at marine-offshore.bureauveritas.com Until next time, please stay curious. Whether we're meeting the challenges of decommissioning offshore oil and gas assets in a safe and sustainable manner, helping ship owners embrace decarbonisation and digitalisation to transport goods safely and sustainably, or supporting marine renewable energy technologies, 
Bureau Veritas Marine and Offshore is shaping a better maritime world. Thank you for listening to the Shaping a Better Maritime World podcast by Bureau Veritas.